How's the, the new place? Oh, here we go. Uh, the new place is definitely way nicer than where I was at. Just, uh, yeah, it's just a lot cleaner. It doesn't have cockroaches in it. It's got two bedrooms, all for the <laughs> same price. Of nice. If you saw where I was living, it was literally in the dumps. Um, it was no. so bad. Miami. Miami's this is expensive. The Ford. And it was like it was like 1300 and it was a one bedroom and it was complete crap. So for a decent apartment, you have to spend like 2000 a month and that's just way too much for a one bedroom. That's wild. Yeah. So so far here is really nice. Definitely a step up as far as quality. And you that's got- dope you have a work from home job. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. But I had to sacrifice seven weeks. I don't know why seven weeks of training, but I had to sacrifice seven weeks of trading the open. Yeah, that's that's, tough. that's a fucking that's, long that's, time. I yeah. don't know, dude. That's so weird. But it, it'll be nice to have that second source of income, though. I know. On the other on the other side, it's gonna be really nice. Are you gonna trade like power hour, or are you gonna switch it up, or what are you gonna do? Only no, I just I had to do uh, seven a.m. to about nine thirty, and then have to go tr- go to training at 10 which is like a 20 minute drive so pretty much got to wrap it up by 9:30 for yeah, 7 weeks pre-market. So i don't and i don't pre-market get back till trading. 6 so that's it but you know in a way that could help because uh, i do struggle pre market i don't really size up as much as i could and like my accuracy is a lot lower uh, so you know in a way maybe it could be good for me to only focus pre market cuz then i can kind of I guess I could figure out what I'm good at pre-market and try to boost those skills. Yeah. Typically you want to do less of what you're bad at and more of what you're good at. But if <laughs> yeah. you could reduce, if you could figure that out exactly what you're saying, then maybe there is a yeah. pre-market opportunity there for you. Yeah. Whenever I lost yeah. uh, my PDT account, I was like, I, I, I realized pretty quickly that like, if you want to actually make it as a trader, you got to just take every step back and be like, this is a good thing. Okay. Like, cause <laughs> you just get all these yeah. fucking just like punch you in the face just every day. And you have like, eventually you got to be like, all right, I need to use this as some kind of incentive. So like when I lost my PDT account and I was like, well, I need to trade options now. And I was like, well, maybe options will help me hold longer because you can't really scalp options. And like, ever since then, I definitely am holding trades way longer than I used to. So yeah bad things can be good yeah yeah absolutely that's definitely true um should we should we make that like a bit of a topic or should we who wants does somebody want to start or because that's definitely in a way the topic of yeah every trader in a way um, well bad bad things i i guess talk about your trade I, I yeah. could start or you're um, or talk about, talk about your strategy, how you're, how you're changing it. And uh, you know what, like, I mean, coming from my perspective, you know, learning a new strategy entirely trying to hold longer and not really take those quick scalps. Yeah. In the beginning, you're going to be taking losses for sure until you understand uh, the risk profile of that strategy. That's, that's a big part of it, you know, fully understanding that risk profile. Uh, where do you take profits? where you cut so on and so forth. I think that's what's that's what's making this extremely difficult because you know once once you're profitable and you're you're you know you're you're able to make a couple thousand a, a month and then you're kind of switching stuff up and then you're you're tripping over yourself just constantly it's it's it gets quite frustrating for sure. 
Um, let me just really quickly, I'll, I'll go big screen here. Where is share screen? Oh, there, there she flows. Um, 23 January. So yeah, on Friday, I just, you know, I pretty much was red and I just got more and more red. I only did five trades. One of the trades was just a total disaster. This whole month is the last one there. That's tough for me. Uh, we'll review that one for sure. Uh, Jeez. Tuesday, I was able to just get more and more in the green. That was one of those good days. Uh, Wednesday was really nice. Yesterday was, you know, I was red, green, red. And it was just kind of all over the place. And then I called it. Today was also like yesterday, um, but I, it was like I kept on trading. And it's almost like the line just kept on going. And then I had that one trade where I went back to break even, but I didn't take profits and I went back down. So I'm, I'm slightly mm -hmm. red on the month. It's not like that bad. It kind of means like in a way I'm doing things right. You know, um, I think I actually had my stats open already. And this was this week. So today I had like an $800 red day. So I'm, I'm like $300 red this week. Um, but you, you can see, I'm just not trading that much, which is good. I'm trying to, you know, hold these. Uh, winners. I, I, I want to take a look a little bit longer at this, at their stats. I just want to take a look. Yeah. Okay. Look at these bad boys. So, I mean, your accuracy isn't that bad. No, the accuracy is actually surprisingly okay. The risk reward is, is um, pretty on point. There is. Really, this this so week, it's just one trade, huh? Th this week on Monday, I really had one of those trades that was a pure. I even called it like I've been really dialing down on my patterns, and like sometimes I'll just straight up call a trade emotional. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Uh, and Monday there was an emotional trade where I just I just gave back. I like I just chased near the top. It was extended on every time frame, and I I just I missed my entry. It did exactly what I wanted. I chased and then it flushed right back to where I wanted to enter. And it was like yeah. a, you know, eight, eight, nine percent loss here. Um, is what it is. It's not even that bad. Uh, I think the the lesson here for this week for me um, is actually what I posted today. And you know, I, I don't I don't want to be like, okay, it's Friday. Let's talk about Friday's trade. But in, in a way, this kind of really wraps up a lot of what I've been going through. And um, so on this trade, I was pretty much up 14%. I bought right here. We had a, um, we had basically support, support, higher low come in a little bit of a, it's hard to call this one a first stare, but in a way it is where we kind of formed a support popped up. Now we're consolidating, getting ready for that next leg up. I start accumulating here. This was really good. Pops up here. I'm looking for that breakover VWAP just like we had before. I start taking profits. And then I'm like in my head, and I told myself before I entered this trade, and this is something I've been studying a lot and I've reviewed all my trades and something I'm doing in my videos because I report myself trading is basically calling out what I'm trading in my strategy before I enter it. So it's always in my head. So I call this one a scalp trade. My goal was to trade this range. For some weird reason, I only took like half size off. And then I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to average into this winner on this pullback, <clears throat> even though today was not the market for that. Specifically around 10 o'clock, like seven to 10 o'clock, we had nothing that was working. I mean, you saw this trade and every other trade was not working for me either. I started trading here. That also didn't work. Um, so why, I'm, and I'm already red on the day, like $500 at this point. So at here, I was basically flat on the day again. And for some reason, I didn't take my profits. I sized 
I averaged down here. I was looking for that continuation. Obviously, this would have been a huge winner if that worked, um, but it wasn't. It wasn't the market for that. So, yeah. first lesson, you know, always call out your scalp. Uh, call out your trade. You know, is it a scalp trade? Is it a trend? Like, do you want to, you know, ride the trend as long as possible? And if that, if it's like a clean front side, high of day, you know, first first green day, and it's it's riding above VWAP, the ninety May on the five minute. I mean, go for it, right? Make that a trend, and you know, average into your winner. But this this ticker is trending down right now. It's not the time. Yeah, um, yeah. I have a couple of lower highs. I guess where you where you took that trade was the the second lower high. Yeah. But, so um, the entry was really nice. It. Yeah, after you saw it fail VWAP in the morning, I think that was it was definitely a little aggressive to to look for that continuation, in my opinion. But I think I think in a way, like the the entry was pure like level headed Alex, and the exit was like pure emotion. At that point, I was like probably revenge trading because I was right on the day and I had so many fail takers that failed, and I was just like, all right, like this one's gonna work. Um, so I sh I just should have stuck to my rules and. Here's a here's a really important part. When you're red on the day, um, first get green. You know, yeah. first first get a little bit of buffer zone, and, and before you look for home runs or something like that. And that that is a rule. All these are kind of rules that I they're not new, um, but I think I learned it extra hard this week. And this this trade right here really sums up a lot of stuff I've been dealing with. Um, so to really get better at that is I've been. Um, really really honing down my my patterns and I'm, I'm putting on several patterns on each trade i'm going to do review them all again uh over the weekend and man i'm, I'm not i'm not gonna lie like i've basically three to four x my studying time and it's getting a really clear in my head and i feel like i'm getting really close but i'm still sometimes you know, like, oh, let me start, you know, really trend following or let me, okay, now I'm getting too scalpy again. So I just need to get into that flow a little bit more. So, you know, these red days don't really bother me that much. I know I'll get it. Um, and, you know, to anyone that's listening, if you want to really improve your trading, really 10X your studying, um, that's what's really doing it for me. Obviously it doesn't look like it, um, but it's getting clear in my head. And I, that's why I'm not too worried about it. Um, I'll just quickly review this last trade right here, and then we could, uh, if you guys have any questions. So this trade, uh, FWBI, I did a pretty good job on this one, I felt like as well, because at this point, I actually realized, okay, well, we have big resistance here at $7. We gapped up really quick. Uh, and what I did was I just traded this one based on, you know, support here on the 9 EMA. I knew this was big resistance. And I just kind of took this scalp trade. I went ahead, went ahead uh, or went ahead, called it out. I'm going to scalp this one. I'm not going to do trend continuation. And this is like one of those classic times, like where, yeah, I'm just really clear in my head. I'm being honest with myself, what I'm trading, what I'm doing here. So I didn't like size into this winner and then close for a loss, which has been happening a lot lately. So, um, yeah, just kind of being clear to yourself before before trade um alex for that second trade you had i've been using so like obviously if you're going to do a new strategy the trend continuation you kind of still want to always have like an exit plan you know because that's the thing that me and nate have been trying to do way more trend continuation trading because we just realized that like I don't know. It took us a year to basically find out that it actually has a way higher risk reward than trend reversal. And it actually is way easier to do. And it's way more fun to trade and you're way more green and X, Y, Z, whatever. It's, but I agree. Yeah. Like you just follow the trend. It's so much easier. But the problem is if you get in in a good spot, it's so easy to watch it go 
and then pull back and then you're like fuck fuck and you like get scared and you like panic out of your um position and then it either goes in the same direction anyway or it just retraces the whole move but something that i've been doing with the large caps at least is um so i know you use you're using the nine moving average yeah is that the nine right there? The, the blue is the nine ema so the thing that i've been doing is i'll have like two scenarios so the first scenario is that we're slowly bouncing off the nine just we'll tap the nine like 15 times in a row and just slowly grind up if it's that scenario i'm gonna cut the trade the second it breaks through the nine cleanly does that make sense yeah okay like so like something something like this is a pretty intense break that so in that scenario see how it extends far above the eight like i don't know what the percentage is of the extension above that eight but obviously if the moving average is being extended that high it's probably going to pull back so like for the large caps at least once i get a 10 point futures extension from that eight moving average i'm looking to take my profits because that's like a sign to me that like you know, usually we're going to ride the eight moving average. So if we're going to extend that much, it's probably a good point to just take the profits and get out. Yeah. In a way, I I technically took profits almost at the perfect time. I just, yeah, that was perfect. Half, yeah. halfway through, I even waited, you can't see it right here, but it basically closed and then it, it pulled back a little bit, opened a little bit higher and I started taking the rest of my size off. But then I was like, hmm, like, let me keep yeah. holding this one. And then like halfway through the trade, I, I turned oh. it into a different trade. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's, I agree. Like, especially with small caps, if you're ever up like 10, 10% or so, especially if it's not like a clear high day move, loose guy yeah. setup, uh, you know, you're above VWAP, then it's probably good to take your 10, four, I mean, this was a 14% winner on a day where nothing was working. So again, like why? Yeah, that's why ridiculous. That's a huge return. Yeah. That's ridiculous. So it's, it's, it's throwing me off a little bit. Um, here's, here's actually one quick example of a trade that you could actually go for a trend continuation. We had this really nice, I wish I could zoom in a little bit more here, but we had this really strong five minute, uh, a little bit of like a V shape and then like an R. So the, there was a lot more support coming in here and it just kept on riding the five minute nine EMA trend so strong. Um, this was G-R-O-M. So that's where you can start sizing in and you're going to have to go through some of these pullbacks. And even then, um, you know, you could maybe take some profits, uh, start buying again, take some profits, start buying again. Basically what I started thinking I should do on QNCX. The, the problem is, I think, and especially when you're starting off, you want to be, you want to like, these things get a little bit more advanced and when you're just starting off and maybe you're pivoting a strategy like I am, sometimes you only want to do just one thing, you know, let me for two months only take profits you know, on that 10% pop. And then over three months or so, then it's like, okay, well, 40% of my trades, when they're over VWAP, when they're over the five EMA uh, or the, the five minute nine EMA, those are the ones that actually end up continuing and continuing. So let me maybe adapt my strategy a little bit further, but I, I, you can still kind of see that I'm doing a little bit too many things at once. And that's still my biggest problem at this point. Um, yeah. Yeah. On that trade right there, Alex, when you added into it for your last ad, would because Thinkorswim doesn't show you the actual tick mark for where you got in, was on that red candle, did you get in at VWAP or did you get in closer to the nine? Um, this one, I got in pretty close to VWAP, actually. It was like right okay, okay, here. Yeah. So that was way yeah. too aggressive. That was actually still when the five minute was looking really good. So that's why I kind of yeah. got more aggressive. And then... I was like, I gave it a little bit of a chance here to maybe rip back up because sometimes you see that 
it didn't, it failed. And I just cut, um, I did cut kind of late in all yeah. honesty, but I guess that's where the butthurt part comes out. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, once you, once you failed VWAP and then you broke that nine, I think that was definitely, because if you look at that five, um, on the five minute, at that point, you pretty much confirmed a lower high there. And that, you know, you're definitely backside at that point. So, yep. Yep. That was it. That was the red flag. Um, luckily I didn't, you know, blindly hold or something. I think I'm yeah. way past that. We all probably are at this point, but, uh, <laughs> got to cut your losses. Yeah. 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 I was just going to say, Alex, that maybe you could split up. Like I wouldn't say not split it up, but, um, like there's a difference between trading something to hold like all day and multiple swing like hold for a long time and obviously that's like a all-time high way above like the 200 daily moving average you know like breaking out pulling back holding the 90 ma above vwap all those things like those are trades where obviously you just you're adding 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 yeah adding, and you're selling end of day but then there's also the trades where it's like yeah we're kind of in a range we're still below the 200 moving average you know we're bouncing up and down above vwap but you want to get like that bottom push higher like that trade you had and on those scenarios obviously you still want to have a really good exit plan you know which you know yep. that yeah but... i totally agree um yeah you got to know what trade you're in and then there there are those four hours i'll just share uh, really quickly one more time here there are, I, I have been doing a few four hour trades um like nrsn um you can see i basically bought here on the big support zone we had the 180 we had the um uh, daily support zone. We had the nine email come in. I basically just started accumulating this ticker, small size, nothing crazy. I think I did like a thousand shares. Um, I started accumulating, started popping higher. I added into the winner, uh, kept um, going up, but there was a lot of resistance below $2. You could see these tops here. So I just ended up closing this trade. And you know, this, this one, for example, um, this was a 15% winner. And this was like using the daily time frame. I've been doing a few of those and um those actually have been working pretty well i did unfortunately close out one today where i um i unfortunately got stopped out let me see if i can quickly sprb so this was a seven percent winner a little bit bigger size but look at this one um it was it was green i ended up somewhere buying in this area on the nine email pullback my goal was to sell around three dollars so it was kind of like a range trade um, uh, just like a multi-day range trade. I, so I buy down here in that support. This is like that five minute, just kind of support grindy area. You don't really know what's going on. Um, and I had a stop and I kept on moving up my stop. Unfortunately, for some reason, halfway through the trade, I'm like, oh, okay, it's extended. I'm just going to, you know, it pulled back, had a morning panic and I just closed it. You know, I still made seven, 8%, but right after I closed it, <clears throat> This is a very low volume trade, so it's kind of tricky in general, but I'm just kind of yeah. practicing. Uh, then it has like an, I don't know, this is like a 20, 30% run. So this could have been a huge winner percent wise. And yeah, again, you know, limit your downside, set those stops, but do not limit your upside uh, when you're trend following um, or hold hold to uh, trade to hold, I think you call it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, 100%. That's great. So yeah, that's... That's what I'm working on over here. <laughs> it's funny because you're say, working uh, on essentially the same thing as us, but in a whole different world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <A> small cap world. <laughs> I was just going to say that um, uh, being break even also is an accomplishment. 
we kind of forget that as we get better at trading. So we're like, we just want to make money, but like, you know, being break even is still hard for especially on a new everybody. strategy. Oh yeah. 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 I should probably, I don't know if I want to size down anymore. Like sometimes I think about it, but then it's like, if I have that winner, I don't take it seriously. And I think that's a huge problem as well. So I, I really, I feel like I can't even be trading less than like $3,000, uh, maybe $2,000. Um, otherwise I, I just, yeah, part of me just doesn't take the trade seriously. Yeah. New strategies are tough. <laughs> no, for real struggle. Let's see here. Who that anyone specifically has like a good follow-up to that? Or should we switch it totally into like a different game? Yeah, I, I can uh, I can uh, add to you know the small caps is probably uh, best that I go next so because it's more relevant. Yeah, I feel so like I'm just gonna go over my statistics for the week and uh, some of the trades that I had. All right, you guys can see. Yeah, yep. All right, yeah. So for this week, uh, definitely more consistent. Yeah, nice. Damn. So five. That's a, I was gonna say that's that's a nice solid hell. We hit a hundred <laughs> trades, a hundred trades on the twelfth. <laughs> yeah, I awesome. I uh, I trade a lot. This is this is definitely uh, scalping here with all these trades. Yeah. No, that's uh, a great It's been a while there. since I had uh, over a hundred dollar day uh, before this week. It was probably about a month and a half, two months since I had over a hundred dollar day. Uh, just starting to get my footing now. The losers are 30, 40 bucks. So that's yeah, that's we'll fine. we'll go over to we'll go over to stats uh, after this, but uh yeah, here me and Nate are like drooling. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, yeah, here I start getting my footing this week again. I'm starting to hit the gas pedal a little bit uh and trying to get back to where I was, uh, you know, hitting those 300 four hundred dollar days. Um, so that's what I'm working on. Uh, you know, sizing up right now with this with this scalping strategy. Um, Shut up, so sorry. <laughs> so yeah, so for the statistics this week, uh, definitely, yeah, you can see I'm getting my footing back. So 586 on the week, which is pretty was pretty average in mm -hmm. 2022 in the in like the mid 2022 uh, before the market started getting cold. So I'm starting to get back to that area. My average win, average loss this week was actually really good. Usually it's around more so break even, even red sometimes uh, for my average win, average loss. But this week, I don't know. It's just something, I guess, with the momentum fit sort of like my style of trading more. Uh, so, you know, I also, I also have to get better at, you know, obviously uh, recognizing that earlier and trying to size in uh, bigger. Uh, my accuracy is right around average, uh, a little bit lower than it's been in the past. Usually I'm averaged around 60% uh, and had a nice largest winning trade. That was today, which I will uh, recap on BZFD, which actually was a mistake. It was actually uh, one of the trades that I had my biggest ever loss on, and I took that same setup. And this one happened to be a winner, but I have to definitely be more wary for this trade because uh, that was the one trade I had $900 loss on. I forget the ticker. We can, we can, I could go back and figure that, figure that out, but I don't want to spend the time doing that. But we'll go through the trades uh, for uh, this week. So this one here looks like, um, can't see because, oh, BXRX. So this is my, Picture perfect setup at the open. 
when you catch a dip and then you have shorts on the wrong side of the of the trade and then you can see that curl back up for that red to green move so when the stock goes from red on the day to green on the day and this is really good because it's still holding the trend so that's where you can get you know the shorts shorting right at the open and you know we're gonna uh, reject here off the support and then that's where you see the shorts start either taking profit or stopping out for a loss to the high so this is sort of my picture perfect setup i have a couple of these this week um so here we test that 90 EMA. we don't quite break back over so we're, i'm looking for another dip and you can see this dip didn't actually fully retest this previous support in the pre-market uh, so we're going to see, you know, what price does. So I'd put in a starter uh, there. I actually got out because I thought it was in too early. I was, thought it was going to go low, down a little lower. So I'm kind of waiting for that perfect entry, which sometimes works against me. Sometimes it does work for me. Uh, so here I'm patient. I see buyers coming in. As you can see, the bottom of that wick getting bought up. So you can tell that there's someone supporting that price there. So now I'm kind of more interested. I made like, I think 10 bucks off of that support bounce there. And I'm just waiting for um, sort of like that wick to get bought up. So Sarah, see there, it's starting to get bought up. Mm. I'm sort of quick to take my profits here, which is sort of one of my weaknesses. But then I jump in there as it starts to flip green. Now I'm looking for that break over that previous one minute candle to make that one minute high. So a little bit sloppy. But uh, it does turn out to be a pretty decent trade for that break of six. And then that put me over uh, 100 on the day. Uh, wow. So that wasn't, that wasn't terrible. But obviously, it does get a little sloppy. And there it goes. starts to halt up. Uh, it does get a little sloppy because I'm always getting in and getting out. But a lot of the times, that does manage my risk to the downside more so than leaving profits on the table. Uh, also, also that depends on the type of market that you're in. But yeah, here we go. We halt up, but it doesn't go much farther than that. Immediately, re immediately rejects. Mm. Um, That's wild, man. But it's so, so interesting. That, that trade right there. If this would have, uh, if I would have FOMO'd into the high at 640. Uh, that would have been definitely ugly. And that's that's where my mistakes happen. Is if I miss this red to green. And I start chasing it into the high, and then I get dumped on. That's yeah. my biggest ever losses. And that's what actually happened today on BZFD, uh, which I will show here, which is actually a mistake, uh, but actually turned out to be a, a green trade because I was able to get out quick enough. But I definitely need to be more risk adverse chasing these into the highs. Um, so here... So I hear I'm watching AZ, AUBI and then I flip over to BZFD. It's doing that red to green move as we just saw in the other stock. And, but at this point I'm already late to the party and I'm trying to find like a next entry. So I don't know where to get in here. And a lot of times I get, start FOMOing into the high. This mm -hmm. was a decent entry if I would have held at 83, but I took like a three cent profit here and then it immediately gaps up 10 cents. And then this is where my FOMO kicks in Look, it, we're so extended off of this previous support. Previous supports all the way down there at 269 at VWAP. We're so extended on the one minute. And here I am. I have 500 shares buying right into the high. If this rejects off the high, this could be a really, really bad loss, uh, which is something I'd be more aware of, you know, trying to situate myself a little bit earlier in the move. But so here, my risk 294, I'm risking 
it's pretty much one to one, maybe even negative. Uh, but I did luck out. It did break through the high and I was able to get maybe about 10 or 15 cents on that. But that's definitely a more risky trade. And that was a hundred dollar trade though, but I, the risk was probably also a hundred dollars or a little more than that. Uh, I mean, you've seen that happen before. It attempts that red to green and it rejects the high a day and get pretty ugly. Uh, and it did actually end up rejecting here as well, but it not uh, so fast to where I was, wasn't able to get out. And there, there's the, the yeah. uh, Goes aftermath. Goes back to, to that zone. Yeah, and so that pretty much put BZFD off. And this was a this is pretty much like a mid cap stock. It actually has over a hundred million float. Uh, so yeah, that's why you could kind of tell it's a little bit choppy uh, price action. But uh, and and there's did another that ticker one. Just I sell think. off from there, Tom? No, it actually it curled out. It curled up around like eleven, eleven fifteen, and then broke out and went maybe another fifty cents. Uh, I don't know where it's at right now, but. Uh, I tried to scalp a little bit. I made a little bit, but then I kept giving back what I made uh, just through false breakouts. Uh, it wasn't really a small cap stock that likes to really go parabolic. Uh, yesterday had a pretty decent move too, but still very choppy. Uh, here's another one of that same setup that I that I like. So here we have the opening range breakout, but we don't hold and we flush back down. And so here, again, we have that same setup. We're in that uptrend above, above the VWAP. Potential shorts here that shorted at the open. Now, you know, if you're short, you're up maybe 40 or 50 cents out of the, out of the open. You're probably going to get uh, some shorts taking profits because it's still above VWAP. So um, I'm going to buy this dip off this first support underneath uh, that previous low. So the next support is at 659 at VWAP. So uh, I'm anticipating, you know, buyers to kind of step in off of the support level and maybe attempt that red to green. Uh, you can see the volume is still not, you know, crazy high to where it's clearly stopping out a crap ton of longs. So you can kind of see that buyer stepping in, uh, pumping the bottom of that wick. So I'm kind of in and out with, you know, five cent gain, three cent gain until you know, I really start to see some confirmation. But, you know, we, we, we try attempt here, you know, I could be holding, but, you know, it's, it's still very jumpy. So I take my gains when I have them and then I wait for like a next setup. Sometimes at the open, if the market is real weak, you'll see something like this and longs will jump on this anticipating that red to green, but the next candle will open up and start to reclaim this lower end of the wick. And then that's where you can get a really bad breakdown. Yeah. That's why I'm still trying starts to bailing. Yeah. So that's why, you know, I, I still try to get the lower end of the wick and not try to buy too high of the wick. And here we do, we break out there and we actually do, you know, if I would have held this, I actually could have had a really nice trade, but as you can see how it's going to end up, it's not going to be very pretty. It's still, you know, it's not so convincing to where it's going into the high. Like it'll go up a few cents, then it'll sell off, you know, another 10 cents and then go up another few cents and then sell off. Finally get that breakout. 
but you see, it's not that convincing. It's not that, you know, explosive. And, you know, I try to catch a dip here, you know, take a couple cents, but you don't really see that price closing at the top of the candles and then opening up quick micro pullback and then another 10% run. And there you go. You have that false breakout. And that's just pretty much it for that ticker. Uh, and that pretty much sells off from there. Uh, I think, let me see if I can see it from, I don't think <laughs> we, I we went for that same trade actually on FWBI. I just, yeah, checked. FWBI. Yeah. Yeah. This one is just, uh, not very nice, but yeah, see, that's, that's like the kind of the pros and the cons of holding. Like if you're going to hold the stock off of this low, yeah, you could have a nice profit here if you take profits, but if you're holding, if you're used to holding for five or 10 minutes, you're going to end up with a losing trade or a break-even trade right here. So, that you know, in one sense, if you are someone who holds longer, yeah, you, you may not leave as much money as the table as someone who's scalping the stock. But there's also a lot of times where you're going to have break-even trades when the scalper is going to be taking, you know, three, five cents, adding up, adding up, adding up. And even if it's an ugly move, they can still end up green. Uh, so that's sort of an idea of how I, how I trade the open. And usually the first five, 10, 15 minutes of the open is where I make most of my money. Yeah. Um, but I, I am going to start focusing more on pre-market as well and trying to get build my skills for pre-market. Cause I, I see you, Alex, you sometimes at 7.00 AM you're up at your daily goal and you're ready to walk away. And that's like such a good power position. Yeah, it can be. <laughs> it can be. <laughs> Yeah, with, with FWBI, that, that one's a tough one for trend continuation because if you look at the five minute on that one, and I could even share it if, if you don't have it up, uh, is... No, you can, yeah, you can share it. Let me stop the share here. Is uh, just asking for disaster. And this is the five minute on this ticker where you've, you run up and it flushes all the way down. It has, it tries to run up, flushes down here it's beautiful because here it actually breaks it, pulls back. And this, this is a strong buy in my opinion. Um, but then in this area, we're kind of flagging out, but on these kind of tickers, I always look to the left and typically I wouldn't be surprised if this, if this one flushed, I did end up trading this one uh, similar and I didn't nail the move over VWAP. So I did pretty poor on this one. But it's uh, that's that's just one thing I, I wanted to point out. Just some of these tickers. Um, also, this this ticker is really just trending down, which is not very nice. Probably so many back holders, and it looks like they're just doing dilution, yeah. dilution, dilution, reverse split, dilution. Um, so yeah, it's not like the the ticker that you kind of would expect to see a huge huge win on. But yeah. I just I just wanted to add that um, different time frame perspective on it. Yeah, no, definitely add add whatever you guys um, want to, you know, whatever, if you want to add to anything that I said. Yeah, I was going to say, it really well. um, it's just kind of incredible to me, the fact that, like, if if I did your trading style in futures, <laughs> I literally would lose $5,000 a day, like, I'm, and, I, and $200 in fees. So it's just like, yeah. Wow, to think that there's there's so many different ways to skin the cat, you know, it's yeah. like it's ridiculous to think that your style is like my complete nightmare, and it, you have <laughs> your stats are incredible and they're so good, and it's like 
I don't know. It's just really cool. Like if you have something that works in the market and anyone ever is telling you shit, just tell them to fuck oh, off. Absolutely. Because absolutely. I get money, comments matter, all man. the time, all the time. Like, oh, why aren't you holding? Why do you only hold for 10 seconds? You're yeah. totally leaving money. Out. Do you even know what you're doing? You're just looks like you're hitting, button, <laughs> hitting buttons. It looks crazy. And then you look at your calendar view and I'm like, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. Like he's got some, <laughs> but, he has something that I don't have. So, <laughs> but, but you know what, if there was, if it ever goes back to conditions, I'm screwed. I have to completely reinvent a new strategy. Yeah. But I would, I would figure it out obviously, but you know, it would, it would suck if we, if we had to go back to conditions. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For a lot of people, actually, it would suck. Yeah. yeah. Me and Nate are on that train already, but that's right. Tr- we're trading a lot less, trade. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Per contract. Yeah. Yeah. But is there, yeah, is there sure. a futures broker that, or an options broker that you guys would recommend with very low fees? Or no fees. I mean, I know, I know. Colby does Weeple for options. Um, That's the best for options. Yeah, I think so. They have no fees at all. Me and Nate have had so many discussions on which futures broker and Trade Station is definitely the best that we found. Trade Station. In terms of what you get, yeah, Trade Evade is it's about the same, I think, with the fees. But I, I personally think that uh, Trade Station is the best platform, or, or a better platform than Trade Evade, and it's. Quite similar to TOS. I mean, nothing is the same as, as Thinkorswim in terms of like the user friendliness and the charting, but it's, it's pretty good. Gotcha. Yeah, I like it a lot. Nice. Who who wants to hit the floor then and break it break it down? Up to yeah, you, Nate. What's um, up? I think uh, we can. You you can go first, but in general, Colby and I have both been working on, as he said, following the trend, um, and we've very quickly realized that we're getting bigger wins. And um, smaller losses, yeah. even though you would think you have a better risk reward going for trend reversals. Um, and it looks that way, but you're just, you win so much more <laughs> uh, frequently on the trend continuation trades. And so I'll, I'll let Colby jump into his trades first. I had a little bit of a, um, uh, a crazy week with family stuff. So I don't have as much to share this week. So you can take it, Colby, and then I'll just finish up. Is Okay, cool. Um... So my first thing that I really messed up a lot this week is that I study a lot and I have all these studies that I create called like, you know, macro downtrend, micro uptrend, intraday, whatever. And I'm using those terms to basically understand where the market is sitting. And I have all these different uh, posts that I already created that basically say whenever you're in a micro uptrend, trend reversal longs are very, 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 very good to take. And I took none of them. And I, instead I shorted all week, like I love to do. And there were like five days. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, it was, I was like, I just don't get it. The market is in pure, just euphoria mode right now. Like everyone is buying, all the shorts are getting squeezed. It's straight to the moon right now. Like everyone is dead set that this year is like a 30% spy year. And it's like, that's it. So obviously time to get a little scared for about that. But, um, just really quickly. So micro uptrend is what I've already described many times, but whenever you're on like a, you know, an uptrend on the daily where we're making higher, high, higher, low, higher, high, higher, low, higher, high. This is that one day that I took the short last week and I sold really quickly and we came the whole way back down to this trend line. But the second, you know, we found that trend line we bounced right back up, broke the high. And now we're just doing consistent higher highs, higher lows again, kind of, but um, you can see in this chart, there are many scenarios 
where you have downtrends that become trend reversal longs very, very cleanly. So this was on the 25th. So this is Wednesday. Um, this is me basically saying on the intraday timeframe, we're in a downtrend. And I'm pretty sure this is the day that Nate was longing into this because he was saying that we were going to hit um, demand or something like that about the bigger chart, which is totally correct. But in this intraday timeframe, we're in a downtrend. So we're making lower highs, lower lows. So I was shorting this right here, which is fine. I made money. But at the same time, this is an intraday downtrend, micro uptrend, macro downtrend. And in those scenarios, you want to look for trend reversal longs. And we literally got a fucking beautiful, you know, this is a one point risk for a six point reward, which is just insane. You know, you have the setup perfectly too. It just sets, it sets up incredibly. You have one, two, three points of contact on the downtrend. You break the downtrend, you pull back and look at this exact spot right here too, which is the, the entry point. You have the eight crossing the 20, which is indicating a new uptrend. And then we go up higher and then you have the 21 cross the 50 right here. And that's even more of an uptrend uh, indicator. So like, this is the trade. You take it right here, you risk low and you sell it high, new high of day. And that's one part of that strategy. The other is once the reversal happens, you can keep trading. So I stopped trading every day and I could have been going long on all of these moves. So obviously same setup, the trend reversal, here's the trend reversal trade in the green. And then here's two trend continuation trades that are actually, they're tricky. Like you have to really trust the trend to be taking these, but if you took them, you'd win <clears throat> right. Here's a long risking the previous high of day, looking for a higher low off of this support. Um, if you would have got long there, you made 10 points and then, you know, you could have longed a bunch of these other parts too, but that was just one example. I mean, if you look at the week though, we have like multiple, multiple trend reversal long trades. This was that day right here. Um, and then the very next day we have the same exact thing happen again. We start the day in an uptrend, we pull back. We break the trend, we pull to the trend break area, we continue for whatever, two points, it's not that much. And we just did that back to back to back this whole week. So I need to learn that like, if once I like start studying and I have all these examples of like, this is what happens when this happens and this is what happens when this happens, you should probably just like listen to yourself and not let all the trades just go right past you. Because one of the most important things for us is like, whenever you see a new pattern happening in the market, you got to be one of the first people there. Okay. You can't be like the last dude to realize that, holy shit, the market's in an uptrend again. Well, the second you're the, if you're the last dude understanding that you're going to be longing into the, the very end of that move. So like I saw all of these happening last year, multiple times, and I didn't take any of those trades and you know, it's just not good. And I have a couple examples of trades that I took um, where I was going for trend continuation but I sold like really early. And like, this is the hard part for me and Nate is that like Nate said, like we've been taking more trend continuation trades and we're actually winning. We're getting bigger trades, which makes no sense because trend continuation should be about a one-to-one -one risk reward with a very high win rate. So how the hell are we getting high risk reward and a high win rate? That's just, it doesn't even make sense, but here's an example of that. So this is obviously like 10 X speed, but, uh, 
I got short right here. We're in a downtrend, lower highs, lower lows. This is the 50 moving average. The blue one is the white is 21. Orange is the eight. And we're just trending below these back and back and forth. So once we get above the 21 and we break back down through it after failing at the 50, I use the 21 as an entry point risking probably this candle right here. Because if we got back above there, it's probably going to break the 50. So I got in right there looking for a new low of day. And that happened. And that was a that was a 10 point trade right there, which is huge for me. Like usually I'm only looking for five points. So getting 10 points on a trade is just really good. Um, but watch what happens right after. Whoops. Yeah. So I sold right here at 78 and it went the whole way down to like 70. So this was my whole theory of like, maybe it's better to sell whenever you're 10 points extended from the eight moving average, because here's the eight moving average is at three, nine, eight, six. And then down here, three, nine, seven, six would be like, I mean, I'm only saving, I'm only making two more points on that trade. If I sell 10 points extended from the eight moving average, but I mean, yeah, I just need to Your learn risk how to is hold only like three more. points though. So those extra two points, they'd mean something. Yeah. Like we can't just take a, I mean, like you don't want to be extreme, obviously, where you're like the second you're in a trend, you hold all day because that's not going to work either. So you have to have a sell point, and that's what I'm trying. That's what I'm trying to figure out mostly right now. But here's another example. I get short here. I took a loss in the morning. Um, we made a lower low after making a higher high. So I was like, okay, if this makes a lower low here, we're probably going to continue to the downside. So we did make the lower low, basing it off of this high. We break back below VWAP here. We pull up. We hit the um, 21 moving average. I got short right there, risking the eight. So took that short. It's about, my cursor's covering it, but I think it's like a two-point trade. Yeah, don't mind my little shitty animations. I was that just going to say, I like the animation graphics. <laughs> Dude, I've been trying to mess with editing recently, and it's so much fun, but like, I made this whole video and I didn't realize that like the animation for the words to go down into the thing, it was like a 15 second animation. I'm like, bro, just <laughs> get in there, you know? Holy shit. So good. This was a long trade, I think. I don't, not really. You, you sure. could also um, see this as a higher low. Yeah, right? exactly. That's the thing that's tricky. But like, since we for broke long. the low on the day, that's yeah. why I was like, we're probably going to continue. Because yeah. if this held a higher low right here above this low, then I definitely probably, I wouldn't be shorting. But since we broke yeah. that, I was like, there's potential for a lower high. Especially once we failed right here. But this is like 20x speed. So this was like a 15 minute trade at least. <laughs> there's me pulling up Patrick Weiland's stream. And and M E S A M E S H. How much is a contract? Um, eleven hundred, right? Fifty Nate? bucks. Oh yeah. Oh well, shit! True, true. Your day margin rate is only fifty bucks. Yeah. So then, so you're you taking can, a fifty um, share. It's like fifty shares of the spy. So. Oh yeah. So, so like, look at that shit. How much? Yeah, that's nice. Wow. Each tick is a dollar twenty-five. Yeah. Oh, okay. Each point is five 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 bucks. So that, that trade right there was another, I think, seven points because I was down 15 on the day and then I ended the day up 15 or something like that. But it was a good trade. Don't get me wrong. But 
look at how much further it breaks down. Like my sell point was at the new low, like looking for a lower low. Yeah. And look at that shit. I mean, seven points and I left 10 on the table almost immediately. And here's another yeah. example of me using the eight moving average to take my profits when it gets 10 points extended from it. Cause the moving average is at 44. This is at 34. So right here is where I should be selling actually. Yeah. I was going to say there, Colby, in that trade there, if you're talking trend continuation, I think the low you should be targeting targeting is the actual it's previous low. low there. Yeah. Versus yeah. selling at the, yeah. you know, the, that, that low there, because that's kind of intra, like it's inside of the current trend. So yeah. definitely should have taken it at that other low. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's just so painful to watch. In, in your defense, um, you're only using one contract. So if, if you start doing, you know, eventually you'll do two or three, four. How is that going to, is that going to influence your, your exits? Mm. Are you going to figure out, you know, maybe I should scale out or I should do all at one or me is there an Nate, ad spot? Yeah, me and Nate have had this conversation a couple of times as well. And we used to be people that thought that partials, like taking a partial is good. And like, don't get me wrong. Like there's probably a point in the future where we're going to use size so big that it would be stupid to not take a partial. But for now, it's just not worth it because if you're only like, like the only time a partial makes sense to hold is if it is less than 10% of your total original position size. So we would need 10 contracts and to sell nine of them at that spot and then hold that last partial. Because if you mm -hmm. don't do it that way, your risk reward is so skewed because who cares if yeah. you're selling, if you sell half your position at the profit, area and it bounces back up on you you're done so you're you're gonna end that trade break even so yeah i'm not gonna ever yeah. take a partial until i can at least take 90 percent of my position size which i could do with shares like we used to do it with shares because you know take 25 shares you take 20 off you leave five on whatever but uh yeah i don't know if nate probably has something smarter to say about that uh yeah um, i mean and just in general um with the size we're using, I guess it doesn't really make sense, like Colby said. But if we're gonna take partials, it has to be no more than, uh, or no less than a one R. Otherwise, it really doesn't make sense because, as I said, I think uh, in our first session, we're always willing to hold our full position to our stop, but then we're taking partials out early, and that just automatically skews your risk reward. So I've yeah. stopped taking them. Yeah, I've stopped taking them. Um, but yeah, it's tough. Yeah, sometimes annoying. you see that sometimes you see a trade working out and it's, it's starting to look weak and you want to just you get emotional and you want to pull some off but if you do that long enough it may it works in that scenario because then you end up limiting your risk on that particular trade but if you do that, that over an extended period of time yeah that's when it starts to skew your risk reward so yeah amen to that and, and actually i have like three examples of that literally today where i uh I was up slightly, like let's say 50 bucks or so, and it started looking weak. And I was like, oh, I should close this one. Um, I didn't. And I every time I actually ended up stopping out um, when I could have taken small, very small, like micro base hits, like three times in a row. But then I'm thinking, if that does pop up, you know what's going to happen? I'm going to miss up huge upside potential. I'm going to get FOMO. I'm going to chase. And then I'm probably going to get flushed on. And then I'm going to get really upset, you know? So I'd rather yeah. take those small losses again and again and again. Um, if it's just one of those days, that's, that's my thought on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really those big winners that like, if you get an actual, especially with the uh, large caps and following trend continuation, if you get one big winner, like Colby's taking risks of, 
three points to make 10, but you catch a really good trend continuation, you get 20, 30 points. That's, that's huge. You know, that eats up potentially tons of your losses in one trade. So it's like yeah. a week of losses, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's my last one. Um, this was today and this is actually me and Nate talked about this as well as we don't like, I honestly think this is, this is like 40% skill, 60% luck this trade, because we're still on an uptrend here on the daily. Like we came down and made a higher low. We're making just higher lows back to back higher highs. But the only thing that made me feel like this was actually going to work is if you look at the eight moving average right here, you can see that we tap it one, two, three, four, five times. And then we spike up super hard, pull back, get below it, but all in the same three minute candle, we get right back above the eight, come back up higher, make a new high of day, which is also a new weekly high new. I don't know if it's monthly high, but it's probably pretty close. Um, and then we come back down and we actually hold below the eight right here. So this is the first time all day that we actually held below the eight moving average. And if you draw a trend line right here, this is also the break of that trend line. So I figured, you know, like, why not take a short at the retest of the eight whenever we pull up and I'll risk like this high right here, because that would be basically a back above the trend change of the eight moving average. Like the eight starts to flip right there. So if it gets back above that, it's probably game over. I'm going to lose. Mm -hmm. So that was a three point stop for a potential break of this low which is about like seven or eight points so that's the whole that's the whole enticing part of trend reversals though is it's like you know my risk reward is like ridiculously high and all this stuff and like sometimes it is but if you take it 10 times you're just gonna lose like seven out of ten so whenever i won on this trade i was like i'm done I'm not taking any more trades so just watch this one immediately gets lower i don't sell yet because I wanted to get 10 points extended from the eight moving average. So once we broke that low, I was like, ah, shit, this is going to come right back up. The spy, like on the futures, the VWAP is right here, but on the spy, it was up here. So I don't know why it was so different. Once I saw that, I was like, all right, I'm taking VWAP off of this chart and I'm only using the spy on TOS again. But <laughs> yeah, it was wild. But it only, it only went one point above my entry in this entire move. And I just keep holding from my risk or my reward. And that was pretty much what I was going to do until one of those things happened. And so the funny part about this trade is I ended up taking it not long after this, because at this point you have your cross Colby. And yeah. so I was, I didn't take that first trade because I was waiting for more confirmation and uh, yeah, you won and I didn't. <laughs> yeah. So it pays to be first, but uh, I think That's over nice. the long run. Yeah. That was a good trade there for sure. And I had considered taking it, but you know, Colby and I are trying to, wait for that confirmation of the trend change versus what we're doing before, which is anticipating it. So. Yeah, there were two. Is. Yeah. It was just, sometimes you're just lucky and sometimes you're not. And that was, that was partially it. And like, there was a couple things that happened in that trade as well. Like right whenever I got in, I saw the Dixie, which is the U S dollar. It's an inverse of the spy basically. And right whenever I got in, I saw this massive green candle. And we were above all the moving averages. And I was like, mm, the spy might like really ramp down here quickly. And I was also watching Patrick Weiland's stream and he had the book map. I don't know if you guys ever heard of that software, but he had the book map up and it was um, a huge seller right in that area. And then also the 21 and the eight crossed right here. So mm. that was a really good trade. But, um, you know, watch this. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> So this is my whole idea of like, I don't want to sell until we're eight points extended, 10 points extended from the eight. 
So the eight's at 79, sell at 69, which is literally the low of that candle. And then it, it went down a little bit lower after this, but. Wait, Nate, where was your entry on that one? Right here. Uh, it was, a, yeah, right there. Yeah, at the retail, uh, the fifth, that's the 50, right, Colby? Yep. And I, I thought that was actually smart at the time. <laughs> it looks like a good trade. You should probably continue. The only thing that made it not work is that we, we made a higher low. Yeah. yeah. And once yeah. I saw that, I, I probably should have should have bailed on it. But again, I'm trying to hold to stop. Um, and also, I have the spy on TradingView on a separate monitor. And at that entry was also the pre-market high for the spy. So uh, I was actually quite convinced we were going to sell off there. Mm. But uh, I was too. The only reason I didn't take is because I won already. And that's what I meant by it's kind of a lot of luck sometimes. This is just my last example, which is an exception to the role of the sell 10 points extended from the eight because I got in short here. We break the low. I cover. Actually, never mind. This is actually a, an example of that fucking being correct because this is at 18 and this is at 07. So I did sell this perfectly 10 points extended from the eight moving average. And look what happens right after, straight back up. Oh, that's a reversal. That right won't want to hurt right there. Yeah, it's heavy. <laughs> So that's like so a that's good example of just bucks? why to sell. That was like 50 bucks. Yeah, I'm only at 33. I don't know if I took another trade. Yeah, it doesn't look like I, I took I another trade. Done. Oh, yeah. Maybe not. You had close to a $50 winner one of these days, though. I won 50 today. And um, I had two trades this week where they were both nine point nine nine and a half points and 9.75. So um, those are like my biggest trades for futures that I've had ever. And I'm changing my entire strategy. So for me to get two of my biggest wins pretty much in the same week of me trying something different is like really good sign for me at least. But yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. You, you so have to figure probably... out your stats um, for like a one, if you do that once a day and see how your stats turn out. That's the other thing that's tricky with the trend continuation is that like Nate was a little bit later to that drop. And I was in like, and I made money and he didn't. And there's a lot of examples of that, like uh, where you kind of have to be the first person in the trend continuation trade to really get those profits. Like if you're late at all, you're kind of just like the last dude at the party and they all left. So you have to be really aggressive. And that's so foreign yeah. to me and Nate, because me and Nate are, you know, for the last year, we're basically like, you know, there's three maximum three good trades a day on the spy we need to be very patient wait for every perfect setup like only take the trades that make 100 perfect sense but then with trend continuation that's a whole different type of strategy because you can take that 10 times and lose on you'll probably only lose on like three of them whereas on the trend reversals you get like two chances a day you're probably going to lose on probably both of them because it's just it's a 30 percent win rate so yeah we just have to learn how to get more aggressive on those it's actually front sides and back very sides. similar to the trade I showed in the beginning of this um, because there was that higher low that came in. I was kind of calling it a first stare more or less. And I just went for it. Like there was no VWAP confirmation or anything like that because I mean, you saw it when it hit VWAP, that was the profit target. And technically yep. I, I sized into that average into the winner and that was the loser. So it was almost like the first part was Colby. The second part was Nate where I came in late to the setup but the thing is, sometimes in the hotter markets, when you start sizing and adding into these winners, you're, you're going to get some really nice uh, wins. So it's, it's tough to try to pick out the right lessons and not put yourself in a 
um, too tight of a, a rule set where you're going to make more mistakes. Hundred percent. Yep. Yeah. Speaking about that trade right there, Colby, the last one today. Um, I do think today's session was very difficult for really either um, trend continuation or trend reversal. But um, because you've taken that entry a ton of times as well, looking for the trend break retest on a trending move and just get crushed Lose every, every time. time. Every time. Yeah. So like today yeah. it worked, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work, um, you know, seven, eight times out of 10. And yeah. uh, so that's why I wasn't super upset with the trade I took today because I did. I, w I wanted to see that the trend had shifted before I started going for, for, oh, it would be trend continuation for me, but reversal at the point you jumped in. But uh, I wasn't super upset with that. Um, my biggest takeaway from this week, as, as I said, I didn't get to do as much recapping, uh, reviewing this week. Um, but for me, my biggest kind of takeaway this week was I, I just really need to recognize when we're trending and when we're ranging. So I actually set an alarm on my phone for 10, 15 a.m. This pops up. Are we trending? Are we ranging? Just to get me back into that mindset. Which I might have to start setting earlier because Colby and I were talking that it, the trend continuation setups work really well in the morning. I might need to start looking for those more at like 9.45 to 10, whereas we're used to waiting until at least 10 o'clock. Sometimes I'm trading closer to 11 o'clock. So, um, But switching the strategy around, I might have to start trading earlier in the day and more aggressive but again when you're following the trend you're usually right very quickly and if you're not you can just hop out for a small um small loss so yeah just pull up quickly i don't have too much to share with you guys this week but this is wednesday morning you guys can see this here yeah all, right, just, all your faces in the way so <laughs> yeah so i i took this trade um wednesday morning as i said i'm trying to decide quite early on in the day, like, well, as you can see, it was like around 11 o'clock, but I'm trying to decide if we're ranging or trending. And before I never really took too much of the pre-market action into account uh, for the futures because, well, I don't know, I just no, no volume. So I looked at this right away and said, all right, we're an hour into the day, hour and a half into the day. To me, this looks like we're arranging below VWAP, um, which we've had quite a few trending days so far recently. So I was I was just biased from this point on that we we're in a range. And so I took a long, Colby took a short somewhere in here. And I ended up taking a long, I think it was, I think it was right here. But yeah, I took this long right here, looking for a bounce off this demand. Um, held for quite a while. Oh no, where did I enter? Somewhere in this, this spot here. Okay, yeah, 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 sorry. I entered right in here, held through this, was holding this demand sold right before we got this quick pop up here which is what i was looking for um but i wouldn't have probably sold here because at this point i'm thinking we're ranging so my target was vwap and colby i said to colby you know i took this trade because we're ranging and colby was like what are you talking about we're, we're actually trending and it's funny because we had different definitions of it and i didn't take a screenshot of the actual 15 and the 30 but if you had looked from basically the session open at 6 p.m the prior night we had been downtrending all night long. So what I should have been looking for was this photo here. Can you guys see this one or do I have to change the screen again? Yeah, I don't see it. All right, one yeah. second. New share. Okay. Can you see that one now? Yeah. Yeah, so this is the trend that I was missing here. So I, this whole time I'm thinking we're ranging based on the open 
price action, but we're actually in a downtrend all the way from the night before. This is on the five minute, and even on the 15 and 30, it was more clear. So Colby got aggressive early and took, I think it was this short you took Colby, which was great. <laughs> and I yeah. think you held it, you held it, or, or did you take this one? I don't know. You took one of these. But one of those. He had, right idea. Yeah, he had the right idea is basically what I'm getting at. So I need to be more concise on finding when we're trending and when we're ranging. And what Colby pointed out is it was, it was very clear. Lower high, which you can't see before, but lower high, lower low, lower high, lower low, lower high, lower low. You know, basically in this area here, it was it got a little choppy in here, but lower high, lower low. And we did, I believe, eventually break this and, and start turning to the upside. But um, yeah, I was essentially going for a range trade or essentially um, mean reversion at this point. And so um, I almost got the pop I was looking for, but I doubt, I kind of doubt I would have sold into this pop here. And this almost immediately just flushed right back down. So yeah. do a better job of just recognizing when we're in the trend, when we're ranging and then trade it. You know, if we're trending, I'm, I'm looking for essentially breakouts. So let's say a uh, line here, you're probably taking, especially once you see this fail, you know, you could take this move here. You have like a, a couple point risk, like two point risks to make you know, seven, eight points to the downside here. Um, but yeah, and then I'll just quickly share the trade from today that Colby took. Let me X out of this here. Um, screen one. Yeah, okay, I see up the top there. I'll do that next time. We'll just jump in here real quick. Sorry for the delay. So you guys can see this now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I just, so this is the trade I took here. I took a couple losers in here. So I was going for our, we're, we're up here. We had been trending in the morning. So I tried to take a trend break up here, cut it. This trade was unnecessary loss. I shouldn't be buying a dip when we're obviously, even if in such a short-term downtrend. So of, of the trades today, this is the one I was most unhappy with. But yeah, so Colby took, it was this retest you took, Colby, right? Or somewhere up here. Colby took this retest. And I think you covered at the low here. Yeah. And then it flushed through here. Um, and so I waited until we tested the 50 EMA, which is the red line here on the five minute chart. I entered on this green candle here, which the 15 minute chart as well was at a supply zone. So I entered short here and held through a bit of draw, uh, drawdown, which I was okay with. And then I had set the trend line here. And we got the, so my entry was like right basically at the break, broke through here. And I was just looking for that that next move lower, but we we held the open price here. And as soon as I saw that not break down and start moving up, I should have just got out for a scratch here. But I wanted to give it, I was looking at the five minute chart. I wanted to at least give it to the top of this candle here. And at that point I'm thinking, well, VWAP is right there. So I was kind of moving my stop, which is a rookie mistake, but I was willing to let this one work because on the 15 minute chart at that time we were, up here somewhere. And I was thinking we could potentially have two 15 minute charts. So, um, where's the demand zone there? So the demand zone on the other one looked like our supply zone. I think it looked like this. This is an intraday one. So I was thinking. Yeah, so it was this high. I was basing a short off of this supply zone here. And I was thinking at this point, I was willing to give it from 68 up to 74, 75, somewhere up in here. It's like essentially a six to eight point stop 
because I was thinking if we did break down here and break this open low, we could have potentially seen a move down in here into the um, down here into the like the 40s was my essential long term target, which at that point is, you know, a 25 point risk uh, or sorry, 25 point reward or about an eight point risk. So that was the idea. And Colby just caught it earlier. I'm not super unhappy with it, though, because I think generally a, like we had broken at this point, we're starting to increase the strength of the sell off. And um, once we break that 50, 50 moving average. It, in general, we've tend to if we go back and. I think a big, big, big part here to think about, too, is the market has been very strong lately. So, you, yeah, you, you almost I've been the first thing I do in the mornings is I'll write a little game plan for the for the day. And I'll think about like how the macros are doing overall. And uh, yeah. yeah, and that's why Kobe's Col very good at that in terms of talking about macro market, micro uptrends and intraday what we're doing. Let's see if I just scroll back here to yesterday. You can see as we, the 50 moving average just it worked so well, both to the upside and to the bottom side. You could have taken a short here um but again we're in a stronger market but you can see we're we're holding this 50 to the upside pretty much every day yeah it's it's been super strong i almost wanted to take a trade today or uh, during the the stream i because you guys were talking about the spy and i looked at it and i was like man this that was looking good and this is like 30 minutes ago i should have asked you guys what you thought and it's, it's <laughs> a little bounce and I was looking at the option for a second and it, um, the um, 307 or something like that on the SPY. No, 407, obviously. And uh, yeah, it's, it just, boom, just keeps going up. So it's really, really strong right now. Um, healthy, healthy market. Yeah. In general, the daily, we've been in an uptrend, in a micro uptrend since we really broke out of that range in mid-January. Mid uh, when was this? Yeah, early on in January. So I think in general, when we're talking trend continuation, I need to be looking for the better trades to the long side until yeah. we actually confirm a move to the downside. Then I can be more confident in the short trades. But for Colby yeah. and I personally, we definitely need to be mostly focused on the macro, micro, and then the intraday. We need to be, if we're going to do trend continu continuation, we need to be skewed to the side that we're actually moving in over the daily. So. 100%, 100%. Yeah. We might get like so, two or three bigger days of sell-off at one point. But I mean, right now, tickers tickers are up a lot. Coin is up 100% from its lows. So, I mean, we're, look we're at Tesla. big moves. Tesla. It's um, up 75% right now. Yeah. So in like 15 days. Me about Tesla, man. Big bounces. <laughs> I feel like there might be a bottom in and we might get, I don't know if this is a dead cat bounce or not, but if it's not, I still think that we're going to get a bit of a pullback and then continuation from there. But that pullback might be two, three days of like real big red, just like, you know, a quick flash pullback before continuation. So I hope it's more than two or three days. Shit. Yeah. I, I hope it's like knows? multiple weeks. That would be a new low then I would assume. No, no, no. I just meant like a slow, oh, slow okay. move lower. I mean, I do love bear markets just because it's, I feel like it's just so easy to trade whenever the market is panicking to the downside. 
Mm. But uh, like grinding higher whenever the market is in like still in bear territory is just it's so hard to trade because like where's the momentum? It's in like short squeeze euphoria mode one day and the very next day it's like recessions here, like the Great Depression's tomorrow. What are you doing? You know, like sell <laughs> everything. So yeah, it's it's hard. Any anyone have anything else left to cover? Yeah, I think I think for the most part I'm all set. Yeah, that's it for my end as well. But it's interesting to see, Alex, how you, you've been trying to follow trend continuation in the small cap market. And it's really different, but it's not so different at the same time. Yeah, I think the whole logic is really the same in a way. Like, um, that's, I really, I feel like I, you can pivot from the SPY options to uh, small caps to large caps as long as the setup is there. And I think that's the biggest part is like, you have to wait for the trades to come to you. And I think Lance in the Discord said that today. <laughs> he, um, I don't know him so well personally. I haven't had a call with him, but he he posted like, just be patient, wait for the trade to come to you. And I was like, that's it. Like that is it today specifically, but really every day. Um, yeah. And every time you just try to force these trades, I think I forced a lot today. And I think that's probably a big reason why I'm red. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, Alex, you made me want to trade small caps whenever I saw you doing these trend trades because I'm like, shit, that looks so much like the spy right now. And I'm like, you know, there's this whole like that's why I love that whole like macro micro intraday. Like you were saying how in the mornings you do that same kind of stuff, Alex. But if you can really identify momentum on a large scale and use that on the smaller time frames, that's where like all of the edge in trading comes from because you know, you just know you're just doing pretty much what the opposite of everyone else is trying to do. And that's where the money is, but yeah. And try to get in early. Like you guys were identifying, you know, identify that trend and just get in early. And then, you know, unless it's a, like I was saying in the beginning, unless it's that, you know, hive day, new front side, yeah. first green day, you should probably trade, you know, take profits at that 10% mark or something like that. Um, like I should have done today. And then I, I would have had a great green day today. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm I'm pushing it unnecessarily hard. Uh, I'm you know I, I think I would be getting more done if I just did less, but you know it's it's hard to do sometimes. So uh, I yeah. beat myself up this week. I I feel like in a way like Mondays and Fridays I almost want to tighten up my stop. Like if my stop is let's say let's say I'm down I don't know ten percent or five percent based on my average size or whatever your stop is for that day. I feel like on Mondays and Fridays I just want to cut that in half. <laughs> like, yeah. I yeah. don't want to start and end my week stressed out. <laughs> like... I feel like the best way to do that for me, at least, is I do the two red trades back to back. You got to go. I don't care if it was a dollar. You take two red trades in a row, you're done. Uh, I find that one so hard, but yeah. I, I Maybe you have to be like three or four for you guys in small caps, but yeah. Or more than that, but yeah. I mean, as long as you're limiting your losses, it's it to me, I view it as fine. Um, because sometimes it really, you're like, like, it takes a few losses to make you realize like you're doing something wrong and then you get patient and then like you nail that move later on. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what the perfect answer is here. I, I've been thinking about it a lot lately and I hope I figure it out, but limit, limit downside, not upside, I think is a philosophy that has been sticking out a lot lately. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I also think if you're trading well, those are the days that you, you should be pushing the gas more. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Sometimes 
Colby and I, sometimes we get one nice win and we're like, let's lock it in, done for the day. Yeah. And then <laughs> we come on a red day, we take five, six trades or whatever, yeah. you know, and, and just adds up. So just get more and more on the red. Yeah. Like if you're, if you're feeling it, you're in the flow, that's, you're absolutely right. That's kind of when you want to double down and, you know, go all in. Um, that's how yeah you because even it. if you even if you do take a losing trade well you're really in no worse of a position than you were in the morning whereas like if you have a, a red day and you continue to over trade like you can really dig yourself a, a huge hole that again goes to the philosophy of like you want to limit your downside but not the upside i mean you could almost yeah. apply that thought to so many things and i've been i've been every time i try to make a decision i've been trying to use that philosophy and i think it's been working really well today i just got skunk hard um and i you know didn't limit my upside at one point uh but uh, that's that's almost a different topic again yeah sometimes i think it's difficult psychology wise because as day traders right we're trying to make money every single day and most people will have a, a set goal like whatever it is let's say they want to make a hundred dollars a day but if you if you're trying to hit that goal every single day then it becomes quite a bit more stressful Whereas if you're feeling it one day, you could very easily take two, three great trades and be up 300, 400 bucks in a day. And you essentially made $100 every day, but you did it in one day versus trying to force it when, when it's not there. Yeah. yeah, that is so true. That's, it's, it's hard to get in that mindset because I guess you have to basically tell yourself you're not here to like make money or anything. You're just here to do the best possible trading. And if that means no trading, that means no trading. But yeah, it's it's hard because you you show up to quote unquote work and you don't do anything, but you stuff that look the market's weird. So I definitely struggle with that a lot. That's yeah. toughest when you're learning. <laughs> That's not tough as much for us anymore as much as when you first start the first couple of months. Yeah, when you show up and you're and I mean I'm sure all of us we've spent an entire twelve hour day looking at the market studying 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 to only lose money for weeks dude that's that, that happened to me two days ago that's the worst <laughs> feeling ever <laughs> oh dude it's hella stressful yeah <laughs> oh, I, that's all for me i'm i'm uh stressed out on this week <laughs> so but it was good it was a really good brainstorming it i i really enjoyed it it always kind of puts a little bit of light on on any sort of negative flow, the conversations. Yeah, for sure. No, I enjoyed it, man. I think uh, for me, I need, I need to, it's time to order a camera, a webcam. <laughs> this, uh, this laptop camera is not cutting it. Yeah, you look like a ghost. <laughs> yeah. You're like blurred out and shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at them online what? now. So. <laughs> yeah, they're like 50 bucks. But yeah, so... Um, that was good though, man. I, I enjoy it every time. I, I feel like we learn a bit more, and it's just good to go over trades with, with others that actually get it. You know. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's definitely critical to have uh, a little group uh, to talk. You know, because if you're by yourself, you have no nothing, no one to talk to about the trading life. Dude, there's prop firms out here with literally 50 people that are just like us. And every morning they get together and they make a plan and they trade together. And then at the end of every day, they get together and they talk about what they did right and wrong. And yeah. that is just fucking crazy to think about. You're learning 50 people's mistakes every day. You know, like we got to yeah. have that value created. We have to create that on our own because we don't have like, you know, this group doing it for us. But yeah. 
Maybe uh, someone's got to throw in like a macro game plan and someone throws in another game plan or something like that. Um, yeah, that'd be cool. I'm not even sure, but we could keep brainstorming. I think that if we could some, some way implement that, I'd be super down.